Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Who wants cream? Nobody? Okay, no cream. This is Dirt and Spray. Guys, we've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Gotta keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. A lot of pressure. You gotta rise above it. Mm-hmm. You gotta harness into good energy. Block out the bad. Harness energy. Block bad. Mm-hmm. Feel the flow happy. Feel it. It's circular. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Hey guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Curtain break here. I'm Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. I, uh, I think I've concluded that it's Isaac that is putting these papers away. He's moving your papers. Well, I don't. Why is the Service Patriots podcast paper over there and everything else is over here? Let me do that one. What hey, we, what are we doing? Make sure you, if you missed the first hour of the show, you know what you can do. You go check the Service Patriots podcast. They are your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Uh, the Vancouver Ford text line is 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at Vancouver Ford. Dot com. We have a lot to get to here in the second hour. I uh, I have been thrift shopping more in my life this mm. year. And yesterday I was alerted to a thrift shopping moment that I wish I would have encountered. Mm. Uh, that may not sound enticing, but trust me, I will make it enticing. Look, finding a bargain is never, never a bad I thing. I think this might be the bargain of bargains. And I think you guys are going to have your minds blown. That's what I think. We've got uh, a lot to get to. I want to start by recognizing our local athletes. Oh, okay. The Ducks and the Beavers, first team and second team all-conference selections. Yeah, Bo Nix made first team. Damian Martinez made first team. Troy Franklin, Terrence Ferguson, uh, Fuaga, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, uh, Levin Good. Uh, they made first team. Second team, Bucky Irving. And then you had Jack uh, Vailing, and then Tanner Miller, and then Joshua Gray on the second team. You go to the defensive side, Dorless was first team, as was uh, Mascarenas Arnold for Oregon State, uh, Kyrie Jackson in the secondary for Oregon, and then uh, Lohe Jr. for Oregon State on the second team, Bassa on the second team, Oladapo on the second team, and Evan Williams on the second team. Silas Bolden made special teams uh, for the second team on that one. So Oregon, Oregon State, pretty 
well represented in the all-conference selections. And yesterday, I also saw Bo Nix uh, receiving the William Campbell Trophy. Yes. The William Campbell Trophy recognizes an individual for combined success in athletics, academics, and leadership. He also won uh, Player of the Year in the conference. Kalen DeBoer, player of the Offensive year. Player of the Year, thank you. And DeBoer won Coach of the year. So a nice little day yesterday for Oregon Ducks and Oregon State Beavers. It was a really nice day, man. I, there was a few uh, guys that I thought had an argument. Chatfield at Oregon State I thought had an argument maybe to be a first team guy, second team guy. I thought that was kind of a glaring weakness. There's always going to be a handful of those every year, but these are tough selections, man. I don't I don't envy the voters on this. I who is it coaches that vote on these or is this media? Do you know the answer to that? Uh Okay, I wasn't sure either. I don't know. No. Okay. I think this... I think it's got to be media, right? I see, and I thought it vote. was I thought it was coaches for I think conference this is selections. Internal. You just I can't think vote for your own guys. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, but I wasn't sure on that. I would respect that a little more because those guys had to face each other, so exactly. they would know they played each other. I know I know Husky fans were livid that Bo was first team and one offensive player of the year, and Penix got screwed and and hosed out of that awards. Look, he, Penix is going to be in New York. He's His going to the, the college conference. football playoff. Yeah. Like you got enough going for you, and it's not outlandish to say that Bo Nix had a better regular season than Michael Penix. I know he lost the head-to-head matchup twice, and he did not play well at all in the second game. And we talked about that on Monday. But when you look at a body of work throughout the course of a season, his numbers were better across the board. He was better against basically every opponent um, that they that they shared a common opponent. So he had an unbelievable season. He's the first offensive player of the year for Oregon since Marcus Mariota. They have not had one since 2014. So it's been a long time since a duck has brought home that award. And it was cool to see the guys get recognized for their good seasons. I believe Oregon and Oregon State led the conference, right? In first and second team Sounds guys. about right. I think Oregon was 10 and Oregon State was 8. And I think if you... I think that was the number? I'll count them here in just a second. But I think okay. if you also counted the honorable mention, I want to say Oregon State was pretty high. If not leading, they, they were right led. there with everybody else with honorable mention counting. But first and second team, I mean... It speaks to the coaching, speaks to the season. Oregon had a really good year. I know it didn't end well. And Oregon State, kind of the same thing. They had a good year, had a couple games they probably shouldn't have lost. Yeah, could have gone either way. Absolutely. Uh, Overall, just a good reflection, I think, of the in-state schools and how talented and special these couple seasons have been for both Dan Lanning, and I know he has departed, but Jonathan Smith, what he had established in Corvallis. The final all-Pac-12 teams, man. It's just weird. Every final is a weird final. Every time I think about we're not getting one of these again, there's a slight moment of sadness in it my It is heart. the last one. I didn't it's think about that either. Last time. Bonex will be the last offensive player of the year. God, I'm Latu so will be this. the last defensive player of the year. Like, it's just, it's dead. It's over. Connerly got honorable <laughs> mention. I was surprised he didn't make it. Josh Connerly, yeah, he had moments this year. I mean, he, the, the he had some penalty problems. Penalty problems. Yeah. He got beat a couple. I mean, he's a young kid. He's only a, a true sophomore. So but he, he's probably done after next year, right? Isn't he probably one of those? If NFL he has guys? a big year, he will go. Like he has an NFL body. That kid is absolutely massive, and he was the number one tackle coming out. So he's he is developing the way you want to develop. But I, dude, there's so many good offensive. Washington's offensive line was elite all year. Oregon State's offensive line was elite all year. Yeah. Oregon's offensive line was good. Like it's just hard. Like this is the tough part when people criticize these decisions and I see that often it's like well who would you remove like I saw the Chatfield one from Oregon State fan and that's a valid like that dude was a stud man especially late in the year who are you taking out who are you replacing that's a difficult part that nobody ever answers because I looked up and down those and I don't know the details and numbers of every single player but I know the names and there wasn't a guy that made first or second team that you're like how did that guy make really that there wasn't any of those these are voted on by the coaches are we sending you to New York 
Uh, no, I wish. That would be pretty cool. You're our duck guy. I am the duck guy. You're the duck. You're the quacker. Dirt the duck. Big dirt now. <laughs> dirt I'm the officially duck. big dirt here. Andy the Mallard. <laughs> Andy Mallard here from New York. We could change your name if we send you. We could. And we call one of these big wig sponsors and be like, hey, we got to send dirt to New York to cover a guy who's not going to win the Heisman Trophy because Jade Daniels, I think Vegas is telling us Jade Daniels wrapped that up. Overwhelming favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that's the other part is like, to the Husky Penix Player of the Year stuff, sure. I think you can make an argument. Roma Dunze could win, could have won Player of the Year, maybe even over Penix. Just Penix just threw the ball up, and Rome was like, "I'm always catching this." Yeah. Um, but Bo was the favorite going into the conference title game. Penix was a distant third, and Daniels was barely behind Bo. The odds came out after that game, and it was like Daniels. And then depending on the book, it was Penix or Bo, but both yep. were so far behind that it's like yeah. there's not really a conversation to be had. It's, you know, if you're going to cover that thing for Penix or Bo Nix, like you're going to cover somebody not going to win the award. You're just going to see the Heisman ceremony, and it's something that Washington has never had a Heisman winner, so this could have been their first. I would be shocked if anybody other than Jaden Daniels won it. I'll maintain. I, I think, would be too at this point because of what the odds are saying. Yes. And well, hey, look, some, Vegas doesn't always know, right? Look at the Pac-12 championship game. They made Oregon a nine-and-a-half point favorite, and that didn't work out very well in their favor, so maybe the odds are just trying to get a little bit hmm. of action on other people, and I don't know what the case is Minus there. 1,400? I mean, it's overwhelming, right? An overwhelming number, but that's it's just another salt in the wound from Friday night because I will maintain I think if Oregon wins that game and Bo plays well in that game he wins the Heisman I think they still value whether you that. agree with it or not no like, no not, I not do you. agree with that I'm saying the general listener like whether they agree or not I think the committee not the committee the voters they they want to reward postseason play and conference championships and winning like that's still a major part of their voting not that Bo didn't have great numbers but they were not Jaden Daniels numbers and I think a win on Friday would have been enough to probably seal the award for him uh coming up next bargain shopping paying off and a lot of intel saying this is leaning a certain way so that's next Dirt and Sprague on the fan call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law all right, we have a lot to get into today. Uh, I want to start. I've been uh, this year. I've <clears throat> I'm tired of spending a lot of money for t-shirts and you know things that aren't really that important. 
And so my fight back against the capitalistic society we have created here, where everybody's poor and everything's expensive, is I go uh, thrift store shopping. I actually enjoy it now. I used to hate it. Uh, my mom would drag me into one over in Northeast Portland, and it always smell like used socks. And I, uh... it does always smell funky. There is a funk. You cannot get rid of the funky smell when you walk into the store. No, but you know, you get the clothes, you take them, you wash them. Smells gone. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I've dabbled into thrift store shopping. It's something that my wife and I like to do just from time to time. Did you see the thing that somebody found at a local Goodwill in Corvallis, Oregon? <laughs> I did see that. Yes, I did. Somebody found an Oregon State swag. I think you would enjoy this. I sometimes have to like say Swag's name because Swag has nine jobs. Yes, he's not plugged in on social media all day like we are. And on any given moment, I don't know if he's working on a different job or yes. part of the show. Yeah. And Swag, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Some Beaver fan went to the Goodwill in Corvallis, which I had frequented a couple times. I think they built that right before I left. And uh, they found an Oregon State pullover, a half zip. It's a good looking one. Had the Benny logo on it. Had the Benny logo. Old school. Old school Benny. Except it was a newer pullover, and this jumped out to the person. He said, man, I got to get this. He grabbed it, shot a photo of it. The tag said, Jonathan Smith. They found that they put Jonathan Smith's Oregon wow. State pullover. I think he did it. I would imagine he I would, did it. No, I would think, No, I think yeah. the school had it. It oh, was like, what to it? do with this? Let's just throw it to the goodwill. <laughs> and oh, see, somebody bought think, it. I would think, yeah, he, they, uh, they took, uh, took some things out of the house. Family see, packed some things I'm going to push back. I'll defend him here. I don't need to defend him, but I will. <laughs> I don't think he hates Oregon State. No, he doesn't. I don't think he was like, oh, get all rid of my beaver gear. I just, you're not wearing beaver gear in East Lansing. You get rid of the gear when you move on. It's a strange thing, but it happens in every profession. So you're under the assumption his wife just grabbed some Oregon State stuff, put it in a bag, and did a dump at Goodwill before moving to East Lansing. I mean, he probably had a closet full of beaver gear and was like, I need new, I'm getting new team gear. I can't wear this. You can't show up to practice in an Oregon State. I guarantee you, Mario, think about how many Mario Oregon things he had, right? You had to get rid all that sure i just I, I have a hard time envisioning those people bagging and dropping at goodwills but <laughs> sure. i guess everybody does i mean it probably wasn't him because he got on a private jet and flew to east lansing guessing, immediately yeah the family back it's a wife was, move packing up the house yeah, cleaning things she's up like, i don't want to lug all this stuff no it, unless you're putting it in storage somewhere but imagine not- snagging a duck pullover and it says willie taggart on the tag <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not buying this now. <laughs> yeah, that's when I yeah, I think you just you put it back on the shelf. I don't want that name on my tag. Dirt, the, uh, the intel is loud right now. It's very, very loud. We gave you Bovada odds on yesterday's program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I would believe what Bovada is saying right now, but the noise is pretty loud that Oregon and Dylan Gabriel have a partnership looming here. He's visiting this weekend. He's visiting this weekend. A lot of people kind of, Hinting at what you've said. He went to the Mariota High School. He's always thought fondly of Oregon, as many people his age have, because kind of the the sexy, popular team for that era of, uh, you know, guys growing up in middle school, high school. Sure. Dylan Gabriel at Oregon may end up being the choice for old Dan Lanning and company would leave you feeling... 
Feeling really good. I mean, he's he's one of the best quarterbacks that's on the open market. This isn't even necessarily a Bo Nix situation where he was a reclamation project. This isn't a Michael Penix situation. He threw 30 touchdown passes last year at Oklahoma. They won 10 games. He had a game-winning drive against Texas. Season's not over. And one, uh, true, it's not over yet, but that kind of is. You know, who really cares about bowl games? Um, he, he had a game-winning drive against Texas in one of the best games of the season. He's a dynamic runner. Um, he's not the most elite thrower of the football downfield, but he's perfect for their offense getting the ball to skill position players in space, using his legs. I think the only concern that you have there is his health. He's had times in his career where he hasn't been able to stay healthy and finish a season, and so I think you would want to make sure you have an insurance policy behind it. One other cool note, if he does end up coming to Oregon, which I've maintained since Monday, I think is going to happen. It's kind of a matter of when, not if. So you do think that's the guy I do. I felt this way all week. That's the intel from people who are plugged into that program. That's what they're saying. This is, this is, uh, been, they've been in communication for a while and this is a marriage that they expect to happen. Another cool underrated part of it is, you know, Oregon opens their season with next year. Uh, I'm blanking. Hawaii. Oh, in, that's right. Yeah. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. They, go, they get a 13th game next year. They're going to Hawaii. And so I would imagine, I have to go look through through his schedule and his career. I'd imagine at Central Florida, he never uh, played in Hawaii. And obviously, I don't think Oklahoma played Hawaii the last two years. So having a chance to go back and play in your home state, like that's kind of a cool thing. A cool selling point, I think, on the recruiting pitch. But th- this is something where Oregon is going to thrive every single offseason. They are poised to strike again. There's a lot of big-name players out in the portal. They need desperately need to replace Bo Nix. They need an established quarterback. You probably need a little help at wide receiver. Need to plug and play some defensive linemen, maybe a safety or two, but they have the means financially to go out and do it. And Gabriel, I think, would be the first domino. If you get that commitment, then everything else would kind of follow through of people saying, okay, they got a good quarterback. We know they're going to be good again next year. That's a place where I want to go play. I saw that Van Buren kid, un, uh, he decommitted from Oregon's program. I was um, bummed about that. I wanted a Van Buren boy t-shirt. I don't know if you could do that. Why not? Um, that term. Really? Is that a thing? I don't know. I, no. I, I wouldn't have done it, is what oh, I Oh, you don't I'm remember saying. the Seinfeld no, spoof? I, the I, Van Buren boys? I know, but <laughs> was that frowned Not upon? everybody watched Seinfeld. <laughs> well, you I should know, have. but not great... everybody did. I wanted that t-shirt. But he decommitted, and I, yeah. I we have talked about this a, a lot because I just think the world of that sport is now this. It's if you are an established program, programs are not wanting to wait for freshmen. Or even sometimes sophomores. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA. I, I don't think they had buyer's remorse, but that relationship clearly got ugly at some point during the year, and now he has already left Dante Moore. And I, I just, I'm wondering if Oregon is ever going to be doing this. And it's not to say never, but you're just going to slide right into another experienced guy. I would imagine the talent around him. He's not the biggest kid. He's six foot even, 200 pounds, but. That doesn't matter in college the way it does in the NFL because Oregon has horses all around him Mm -hmm. that allow him to succeed. And I would imagine the year after that, they're going to have horses around him. uh, And then he's going to be gone. And are you just going to go freshman? Are you going to go sophomore? I I know you got. I think you got to wonder if you're an Oregon fan. And I think if you're a fan of a lot of programs like Oregon, Washington's in this certainly. Have you just given up on the high school quarterback thing and you just accepted your lot is – we're just going to play quarterback roulette every year and go get the big name on the market. Yeah, I don't know if you ever fully give up. I don't think you go that far because there are guys that come in and are game changers right away. Like, I think you can make an argument for Aiden Childs this year. If he would have played, what would that? What could that have looked like who, who, in Corvallis? Okay, I, I'm going to press you a little bit on this yeah. one because I don't disagree. I, I wanted Aiden to get more reps. He didn't, and it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. 
Who are the game changers that are coming in as freshmen? Caleb Williams. Okay. I mean, there are guys out there. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard to think of a million names well, off the top of my head, but freshmen have played, and they have, but not all of them, but some have played and been successful. I, and I Trevor Lawrence started as a freshman and won a national championship. I Winston as well. Yeah. I didn't ask you that to make you look foolish. I'm just simply asking because I think when you do think about it, you can't come up with a lot of great examples. And while it's not impossible, certainly, it does kind of lend itself to say, this season might not be what we're hoping. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because of the development and the growth part of that. Whereas Riley Leonard, Dylan Gabriel, uh, the McCall kid from... Um, Grayson um, McCall. Yeah, yeah Grayson Coastal McCall. Coastal Carolina. Yeah, like all of these guys hitting the portal. They've proven it. And a lot of them have the experience enough where you give them the playbook as soon as they commit. Mm-hmm. They're going to know everything by summer ball. By fall camp, they're good to go. You're not as worried. Yeah, maybe chemistry on field in a game, but... When you start with a Hawaii, you probably get a couple quarters to be eh and still win that game going away. I just I don't know if programs are as are as gonna be as reliable on these true freshmen or sophomore quarterbacks, whereas plug and play junior senior guys or grad senior guys sure. can come in there and instantly make an impact. Well, the difference is it's a known commodity against an unknown commodity. Right. It's like getting a free agent or drafting a guy in professional sports. You can have the highest hopes you want for the guy that you draft. You have no clue how he's going to turn out. One that's been unique for me in the offseason so far is the kid down at USC, Malachi Nelson, I believe is his name. He was one of the highest ranked commits or quarterbacks in the country last year. It was a massive get for Lincoln Riley. He had committed to him when he was at Oklahoma, followed through with a commitment to USC. See, they're evidently in the portal yeah. this offseason. And there's another kid that they're thinking about playing. And I saw Lincoln had comments the other day that he's he just didn't have a very good freshman year. He was a little banged up. Didn't didn't develop the way that they wanted to see him develop one year in. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but to a certain extent, that's what he said. Um, and it's just unique because not everybody is going to come in right away, to your point, and be ready to play. I think there will always have to be, though, a balance, not just at the quarterback position, but everywhere else on your roster. It cannot be one way or the other. It has to be a mixing of both. This is where I think you have extremes, right? UCLA is a team that cannot recruit, but they've gotten a lot of talented players through the portal. They have fallen short the last two years because they don't have the depth, they don't have the development, and they're just not there as a program because all they can do is transfer portal. You look at a place like Clemson. Clemson's a top 10 recruiter year in and year out. What did they say no to? The transfer portal, where did they fall short? Certain positions where they could have gotten a guy in the transfer portal. It cannot be one way or the other. It cannot be just this one lane road and we're only going to recruit or we're only going to transfer portal. You have to be able to find guys, develop guys. You're not going to find an entire offensive line in the transfer portal. You're not going to find three elite weapons if you don't have any in the portal. Like You can go get a quarterback. You can go get a safety. You can go get an edge rusher. You can go get a linebacker. But the transfer portal, I think, mainly... If you want it to work the best in college, it has to be to plug holes on your roster and just fill where you need, not build out an entire roster. So I think I think coaches, not only a quarterback but everywhere else, will look at the quarterback position and say, you always want to bring guys in. You just never know if they're going to hit. And if they're not ready to play, you have the ability to go get a guy in the transfer portal if you need to. I'm certainly not going to speak for Duck fan, but I would I would kind of ask out loud, what are the expectations with Dan Lanning at Oregon? And I know it didn't end well this year, and he's 0-3 against Washington, but they're going to a new conference next year. Harbaugh might be gone. Ohio State, like, let's see what that is. If they get Cam Ward, I've seen Cam Ward be bad too. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to have a decent argument that maybe we should be the favorite in this conference next year. And I just wonder where Duck fan team expectations are, whereas, like, uh, Dylan Gabriel comes in, has a good year. He leaves. All right, is is this the year we go the young quarterback? 
I don't know, guys. That offensive line's experienced. The receivers are ready now. I just don't know where fans are going to be with this stuff at that particular position Mm -hmm. because of how rare it can be to hit on the young player, whereas you're always constantly going after, well, look at the market. Like, I bet next year there's going to be a great quarterback market, and you're really going to give the keys to the sophomore? Are you going to go, well, that guy did pretty good at that program. Imagine if he had Oregon weapons. Like, I just wonder if Duck fan, not the coaching staff or the program, if the fan base is kind of moved on a little bit, given what Bo Nix did here, if Gabriel has a good year, where you're like, I don't really want to wait. I want to win next year, and we have the horses to do it if our quarterback is seasoned and ready. I think I think there's a trust there with the coaching staff that they see it day in and day out. And so if they don't think that a guy's ready to play, I trust them to go find somebody in the portal. If they're handing the reins, let's say Ty Thompson shocks everybody and ends up getting the job, I would imagine it's because he showed enough in practice in the times that they played and on film that he's ready to take that big jump and be a starting quarterback next year. I mean, for where they're going, man, I mean, the sky's the limit, dude. They, they drastically improved from year one to year two it was a heartbreaking loss on Friday it's a devastating way to end your season but to go from where they were at the end of last year how bad they were defensively to where they were this year and how much they improved in that area talent acquisition is always going to be something that Dan Lanning is the best at they have a top 10 recruiting class in the country they're going to hit a bunch of home runs in the transfer portal I have no doubt about that because they got as much money to spend as anybody and that's the world that we live in now and this is where I think if you're looking for a silver lining between the Oregon Washington thing Washington owns us right now they have our number they've three in a row and it's hard to admit that but I did have a Husky fan tweet me Friday and said imagine losing 12 in a row and I thought thank you for the perspective I don't know if I can handle what that what a nice Husky it was fan. a very it was like a welfare check on Friday like great game how you doing dirt you doing okay and I was like no I'm not and he said we lost 12 I said you're right um but this is where I think it's the only it's the hope that you have long term is that you're not winning the battles but you can win the war if that makes sense no I get what you mean that you're not winning currently but you're gonna keep accumulating more talent than Washington they the Jimmys and the Joes will outdo maybe eventually some of the X's and O's exactly. that Washington can point to if that's their advantage yeah. that's the one that you can overcome with talent and I think that's your long plan and Oregon's gonna continue to do it and I, I expect nothing different this month Dylan Gabriel linked to the Ducks he's gonna take a visit a lot of people think he's gonna pick Oregon we'll have to wait and see on that one what they're doing at the quarterback position. A lot to get to in the next hour and a half of the show. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Well, I might try and sneak a segment on something in here in a moment that won't make everybody happy, but sometimes you got to do one for you. Mm. We'll get to that in a moment. Are we still getting a quake take? Well, you took my quake take. You have no other quake takes in your arsenal? That was my quake. Derek Carr, or excuse me, David Carr. I think people do that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) David Carr said that the Eagles should bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus. They can win easier with Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Which we know. Than Jalen Hurts. Uh, not like true. It's, it's just a horrible, horrible. Like that is the all-time take quake. It's a. I. I think his overall point of like he. He doesn't. He certainly doesn't look right. But I also don't know enough about like really what his injury is to just suggest. Oh yeah, sitting out one week's going to suddenly change everything physically for him. Yeah, it would help, I'm sure, but. The idea that you just play like three, four games without him, the season's almost over. Yeah, no big deal. You're just going to lose the one seed and home field advantage in the division if you lose this weekend in Dallas. But other than that, everything's fine. Yeah, and the guy who, <laughs> you know, he got benched for Desmond Ritter. I, I, okay, like I don't like, I don't hate Marcus Mariota, but I don't, I just don't understand that take. Um, let's get to our daily cup check. Are we ready to get our daily cup check in? Oh, we need like a sound effect of like a like a <laughs> something hitting a hitting a cup or something like a. We need like a oh. Ooh, one of those. Um, when was the last time you really got hit in the in the lower region? My dog will do it occasionally. Like if I'm laying on the couch, sometimes he just jumps on top of me, and you get like a landed paw that's not necessarily a kick, but it's more of like a squeeze and a push, and it's you get that kind of sick to your stomach feeling that's not comfortable. Another reason why my dog is not allowed on the couch. <laughs> Keep him off the furniture. Get your paw off of me. I will say, you know, I was watching some of the pregame stuff, kind of getting ready for dinner, and they were interviewing uh, Lillard as he was warming up, and he was going through his stuff, and they were talking to him about the in-season tournament, and he had some lines of like, you know, when this was announced, nobody really knew what the hell it meant. Nobody nobody had any idea of what this was going to look like or what it was going to be. But he said that as the tournament has gone on, players have kind of bought in, and I think you've seen that, and that is the ultimate first test. Like, Fans and larger numbers of viewers will eventually come, but none of this can happen. And it's sad that we even need to do this because they get paid millions of dollars to play a sport. But you have to have the buy-in from the players. It has to look different and feel different than a normal regular season game. And I at least will give the players credit there that when I'm watching these games, a little bit the night before and obviously last night you had two games and the Lakers-Suns game ended up being good. There's, there seems to be more of a buy-in from the player level, and that was step number one that you needed to accomplish, and I feel like they have. Well, I, I you know, I want to give a, a lot of credit too, though, to the, the, um, the fans. It, it, these atmospheres, Sacramento's was electric, Indiana's was electric, Milwaukee's was really good last night. These fan bases are also going to the games, and I think they're just like, we're going to order a beer or two, and we're just going to have fun with this. Like, yeah. it. That's my whole point. Like, I was way wrong on this. Like, I was out in the forefront, like, this was not. And I still have a lot of problems with what the commissioner's not doing. Sure. I still think the bigger question would be, like, is there a, is there a tangible difference in ratings? And I don't know, maybe you've no, there seen is. that. Like, there's it, a, a significant 60% increase? 60% difference okay. on the nights these games are being played versus games that were being played on the exact same nights. And the fan buy-in, I think, helps the players care a little more. Yeah. Like, Giannis, to the financial part, Giannis is in the post-game interview with Jared Greenberg. And he's asked about him and Lillard, and then Greenberg goes, kind of nice to get that extra 100K, right? And Giannis is like, what are you talking about? And Greenberg's like, you weren't aware that you're getting $100,000 for this win? And Giannis dropped just clean, perfect, the rich get richer. (laughs) I was just crying, laughing in my living room. Here's $100,000. The other thing that's helped a lot, and I know some football people listening to this are just kind of rolling their eyes because it's basketball talk (laughs) pre-Christmas. The narrative's not fitting 
right now for people. And it's funny to watch them still hang on to stupid narratives that aren't real. LeBron, oh, if he plays. LeBron plays as much as any other player in the league. He carried the Lakers in the first half last night. He played the most minutes of anybody else on this <laughs> yeah. game. And, and then yeah. he did the commissioner a solid in the post game and said, you know, it's a tournament and we who doesn't want to win when you're playing? He's not doing the whole, well, if I win the cup, it's basically like a title. Like everybody's throwing that at him as if it's going to be a, a narrative, and it might to some Twitter LeBron fans. Oh, that'd be number five for him? Well, but he's not doing that. He's yeah. playing the games. He's playing hard. He's playing to win, and why not go try to win the whole damn thing if you're in a tournament is what he said. <laughs> so I just – I people that don't care about basketball, that's okay. You don't have to – a lot of your narratives aren't sticking. They're actually not real you're just refusing to watch, and you don't want to give in to it. The top players are playing, and they're playing their ass off, and they care. Even if you don't, they care. They care. The atmospheres have been great in as this has gotten weeded itself down to games. It's like, okay, we can continue to advance. It, and I don't think you can man- – you can't manufacture that nope. to the extent as we've seen the atmospheres, especially in these quarterfinal games. So that – indicates to me that there is some organic excitement over what this thing is. It also, on that, though, the one thing I would say, Giannis said this, he referenced it, I think this whole going to Vegas crap, it needs to stop after this year. Yeah. Silver did an interview, he's doing the rounds right now, one of the interviews on Sirius XM, and he, he didn't say it, but he basically said there's no promises. And he goes, but we know Vegas and Seattle. And it's like, everybody knows the dirty secret. And yeah, they know where you're going. He can't, like, announce it yet because he wants bids or whatever. But we know they're going there. Giannis was like, I got to go away from my family for a few days to go to Vegas for something. And, like, you got to stop that. Mm. I, I It may not be fair to every team, but, like, these home venues are better than well, Vegas. Yeah. And mm. I think, I think I, I said that yesterday, I think they were hedging their bet because they didn't fully know how exactly and maybe it was travel issues or so they might have to tweak the schedule where maybe you have the quarterfinals and then it's they space out the trick is you want when you have the quarterfinals and you have excitement you don't want to wait too much longer for the semifinals and the championship because you want to capitalize on the excitement for it but if you don't know where you're going until you win or the lose, next yeah. night, and you're wanting to move. If you want it to have hype and you want to have all of this uh, coverage and all these people, you can't just do it on the next day. For the teams, yeah, it's no big deal. They said, okay, we're going here or here. But if you want the big giant media entourage to go and you're having TNT and ESPN bring them and you want them to bring their pregame show and do it live, all that, you can't just flip it around in 48 hours when you don't know where you're going. We had a listener question on this and I want to get to coming up next because I thought it was an interesting theory. I also have a slight fear about something that could happen. And so I want to continue on this a little bit coming up next. Also, what is it? What did it feel like? I haven't watched much Bucks basketball this year. So I kind of got one of my first tastes of Damian Lillard playing. And I've obviously watched their debut. <laughs> you picked the right one he looked good they look good man outside i watched the debut i watched the game that portland played in milwaukee and so this was game three of damian lillard that i've seen in a different uniform and we got a poll question out on that kind of idea so we'll get to that coming up next on the fam I want to read a couple of thoughts here. Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. I also, we had an interesting tweet last night from a listener who had a theory on the in-season tournament. I wanted to ask you guys. Somebody said, calling anything with this dumb tournament of regular season games hype or excitement seems a bit generous. I could not care less about a regular season Pacers or Kings game. Calling it a tournament 
does not change that. Certainly uh, fair to have the opinion. I would also respond to that same person and say, you're not watching, because if you did watch, you wouldn't have the opinion that the atmosphere or whatever yeah. isn't hyped. I'm telling you, quite literally, who's watched all of these, <laughs> the atmosphere and energy is awesome. Um, As somebody who went in with that mindset and still at times have that kind of rattling in the back of my mind of like, this is dumb, it's a regular season tournament, what does it really mean? They're, they're, the players and the fans are buying in, and that is what you will – if you would have turned this on and it looked like a normal regular season game where the stadium's a little sparse, yeah. it's a Tuesday night, guys are – you know, a player sits out here or there, you're not getting any of that. You're getting no. a, a buy-in from the players and fans that makes it feel more important. There's now, you don't have to care about elevated it. Elevated sense of intensity, urgency, competition – uh, excitement from the fans. It looks like a playoff game. It feels like a it playoff does. game. The Indiana one did. The Laker atmosphere yeah. is great. Yeah, the, Milwaukee was a blowout, so it's hard. I mean, the atmosphere is good, but they blew out the Knicks. I, I just, it, it's okay to say, like, I don't care about basketball that much yeah, or I don't totally watch fun. it. Like, I, I have no problems with that, but don't give an opinion on something that sounds like you're not watching. That's that's an odd, it's an odd thing to do is to be like, well, it's not that great. And yeah. Are you watching? Because it seems like that's a bad opinion if you're watching. It means you're not watching. But that's okay. You don't have to watch. You I, don't have to watch. No. But people that are watching, it's been something, man. It's, it's been interesting. It has been. Uh, I wanted to read uh, first a, a tweet that we got last night. I wanted to ask. And then one small fear that I have. By the way, a listener is asking, uh, where did this go? Can, I'm not. I don't want to go through the whole thing. Saying, can you do a fast rundown of what this even is? I haven't watched any of it. What are the benefits and what is the structure? I mean, it's, look, it's like a soccer tournament where there's group play. You advance out of the group stage. Now we're in the knockout stage. So I'm using soccer terms here. So we're in basically survive in advance mode. Now we're into the semifinals, which will take place tomorrow. They start at two o'clock. And what every player gets 500k. Is that what the winning is? I think the winning so. team is 500k. 500k, 500K player. player. Is there anything else on top of that uh, that the I'm coaches, missing? All, there's a winning pool for the coaches too. Uh, okay. And then there's a there's a trophy. There's a trophy. There and a trophy. I want to say there's one more thing, and I'm blanking on it. I know I'm not doing. I'm yeah. watching it, and I'm there's not doing nothing, a great job. But. but there's nothing that applies to the NBA playoffs at the end of the season. Yeah. It's it's just all self-contained. I would like to see more of that. That's a wish and hope that I have of this of tying whether it's a little cap relief, whether it's a draft pick, whether I don't know what. I I'm not smart enough to come up with that answer. Secure home uh, court advantage. Home court in advantage. Your first round, no matter sure. what the record. I'd be all for like something like that. A benefit outside of just we won. What does it mean? Our players got richer. That's cool. Well, but you know, I I said that at the on at the start of this it was just like, what does that do for me as the fan? What it does is it gives me players who give a damn. So as a viewer that's, or somebody going a to point. a game, like you, that Lakers Suns game was always going to be a big deal. But then you add the fact that it's kind of an elimination game on something that is not that important, but it's an elimination game, and yeah. you kind of saw at the end there, Suns came back in the third quarter. They were down big, took a lead back and forth all the way to the end, and I watched the least uh, amount of muscle definition on an athlete in pro sports <laughs> flex because he had a three-pointer at the end. I told my wife. Austin Reeves, is he's, he's the least defined athlete. Dirt, I, I turn to my wife and I go, Austin Reeves has zero muscle definition and he's flexing. Uh, I'm trying and, to think of like an average old white quarterback, like Joe Flacco. There's no way Joe Flacco has muscle definition. I bet you Joe Flacco has more muscle <laughs> definition. Austin Reeves doesn't use his biceps. Does Austin Reeves have more than Joe Engels? Ooh, Joe Ingles is a good one. Joe Ingles is at least wide. His arms are wide. <laughs> he's a little Austin heavier. Reeves has has like smaller arms Some might than say me. That he's fat. <laughs> but I also acknowledge <laughs> if I was gonna... Austin Reeves in that moment and Kim Kardashian was courtside, I'd also flex. <laughs> Look at me. Straight. 
The only white guy on this team. It's got to be, by the way, top five coolest things for white athletes has got to be a key member of the L.A. Lakers. Has to be in the top five things that a white athlete could want is being a key member on the Los Angeles Lakers. That's Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis, baby. Uh, Jeremy tweeted us last night, said, Combo starter, look at this, we're getting segment ideas. Will the in-season tournament instantly mean more if LeBron wins it? Because every LeBron stand from here on out would use it in the GOAT arguments, making every in-season tournament from then on matter from the accolade counting standpoint, which we all know everybody cares about. Does it bring legitimacy if LeBron wins? No, I think it's brought legitimacy by just giving us what it's given us so far. It certainly helps to have a LeBron-type name win the first one of all time and have a guy at that stage of his career care a lot. I I would probably be classified as a guy who's a LeBron stand. I like LeBron James a lot. I think... It's an absolute conversation, and I think if you're denying that, you're a blind person who hasn't watched basketball since 1998. (laughs) But even if you disagree with the opinion, I also don't have a LeBron avatar, and like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go on Twitter and do all the defending against people. Sure, some 10 year olds will say he's the goat now because he's won five or whatever. (laughs) He's not even using that as. A thing for himself. He sure. just wants to go compete. I think it's not a LeBron thing. Like LeBron's no. going to use this. I think it's more of just what will the narrative be if LeBron wins it, and does that does that amplify the like? For example, you were all in on the Indiana Pacers, yeah. and I love you for it. Yes. You got Pacer fever right now, Hallie Burton. The con- we all know the conversation out of this will be different if the Pacers win than if the Lakers win. We all know that it Certainly. will. It was the Nuggets won the title last year, and people didn't even want to watch Denver in the NBA Finals. Jokic wanted to go back to his home country and race horses, and we're like, can we get this over with? Like, there's a difference in the NBA when stars win. I don't even want to guess what the difference in ratings is between a Lakers and Bucks championship game and a a Pelicans and Pacers (laughs) championship game. Quite a bit. There's a massive gap there. So I think that's the larger point. It's not that LeBron's going to walk around saying, I got five now. It's more just the legitimacy of the conversation and having it be a a, a topic that leads sports shows every year. I think... I think the veteran players actually like it because they just they know how long a grind the 82 games is. So to focus on something that's just right in front of them in the moment, it's like, okay, we're you you convince yourself that you're playing for this play that it's just this one thing and it gets you through the first two months of the season as opposed to looking up and saying, Oh man, I got 50 more games to go. I, I think one more thing I would add to that on your Laker point, you're not wrong. If the Lakers win it or are in the championship, it's a it's a bigger deal. I, I don't refute that. I know who Adam Silver is rooting for. <laughs> so is the network. Yeah. Uh, so are all the networks. But <laughs> yeah. what's funny about what you say is you go back to even last year. Even after they won the championship, Mike Malone and the Nuggets were still dancing because they beat the Lakers. Like it was yeah. a bigger deal for oh, them to beat, the Lakers to beat the Lakers and the Celtics than to beat the kind of lucky Jimmy Butler Miami Heat yeah. for the title in five games in like a gentleman sweep. They were at the parade still dancing on the Laker grave. So they swept them. When when players and coaches in the league itself think it's a bigger deal to beat LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah, of course it's a bigger deal if LeBron and the Lakers are there and they win it. The other fun thing you're going to get out of this is uh, TNT and ESPN are crossing over their broadcast teams. So the play-by-play guys will stay with their network, but the analysts are going to flop. So I think Reggie's going to be Reggie's on going somewhere else. He apologized to Ian Eagle during the game. Yeah. He's like, I'm oh. not going to be able to work with you, Ian. And oh. then I think Doris and... Rivers? Doc? 
or Doc Breen. are going to be with like Kevin Harlan. Harlan or something. Yeah. Interesting. You imagine a Breen Harlan like play by play off in a game. <laughs> Burn! They each get to do like the play by play on one side of the floor when one team has the ball, Harlan does it. When <laughs> the other team has it, Breen does it. Would that be a good broadcast? Or I don't would it know. Not be good. You take a breather. He, all right, you go around that side of the floor. You go. Oh, now there's Bang! a turnover. Now we go right the other way. Between the yeah. arms. <laughs> well, sometimes, guys, uh, the, the, the color analysts will give you a good thought. But there are a lot of them that just don't tell me much. No. And so, like, it just, maybe you could do a Breen, Kevin Harlan off in one game. I'd be all for it, man. They're two of the greats. All right, there you go. There's your cup check for the day. A lot of cup check for a Wednesday. Uh, Let's move on to some other things in the final hour of the show. Uh, We got to get to a dumpster fire in the NFL. That needs to be talked about. I got a segment for me that I would like to do that I'm very concerned about that I would like to bring to the attention of the masses. A couple of other college football notes, including some transfer portal updates. We got a lot still to get to. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 